On the surface reading, it's a little bit confusing that there is really anything praiseworthy in the dishonest steward. He's corrupt. So what are we praising about him? What's praiseworthy about him? That's really confusing. And as a matter of fact, scholars have been having this debate for centuries whether there's really anything we should admire in this, in this particular servant. But that's precisely the whole idea of a parable, especially the parables of Jesus. Notice that most of the parables of Jesus are about contrasts. A man had two sons, and the younger son came to the father and said, Father, give me. So he kind of places things side by side. And so in this parable, he is placing basically the same servant or the same steward, but with different attitudes and personalities. So rather than reading it from that surface level, where we are just looking at the dishonesty and the corruption, which is right, he was corrupt, he was, he was, he was not a good person. But let's go beyond the surface reading to see the essence of the parable, what Jesus was really trying to get at by shocking us and trying to say, hey, admire this corrupt steward. It's shocking. It's surprising. And that's the essence of the parable, to kind of wake us up, wake us up to the heart of the message of the parable. And so scholars have come to agree that as a matter of fact, we may cut these towards some slats in the sense that at their time, Stewards were doing some shady practices where sometimes they used their master's properties to lend out to poor people. And then just basically some, some usury, they make money out of their master's property. And so what he is asking these people to change was not the master's property, but the commissions, the exorbitant commissions he had charged these people on those items. And so, as a matter of fact, he's playing ping pong with his own commission. The money that was supposed to come to him as the steward. And that's really where the heart of the message is. And so the master praises him for his prudence. For his being astute. So what I would like us to do now briefly is to unpack that prudence because when the gospel tells us that the master praised him for, for his prudence, what does it really mean? What does it really mean? And so I decided to do some close reading, trying to reflect more deeply on the gospel. And I was asking myself this afternoon while I was sitting out there, so what is it to admire? What exactly does this prudence mean? And I'm going to suggest three things. What I think this prudence or this astuteness is all about. First of all, introspection. Second, relationships. Premium on relationships. And finally, material detachment. I think one thing we can admire with this steward is his, his sense of introspection. He's being able to go into himself in the face of an imminent crisis 
and now begins to do what some business people will call SWOT analysis. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Any good businessman knows that. You've got to do your SWOT analysis. And so this steward was so objective in his SWOT analysis and begins to say to himself, you know what? Digging, I, can, I don't have the strength. I'm, I'm lazy. Begging, I can't do that. I'm too ashamed. So what do I do? And so his introspection now leads him to his opportunities. And now he decides to maximize his opportunity. And that's precisely what Jesus is inviting us to do by holding up this steward. What is the true purpose of money? What is the true purpose of material possessions? Jesus is not saying we shouldn't go out there and pursue money and make money if it is possible. But he's saying there is also internal risks and opportunities with material stuff. And so this steward teaches us something about learning to put money in their right places. Money is a vehicle, not a destination. Money is a means, not a goal. Money is an instrument, not a purpose. And the moment we can come to that conclusion, it affects everything about how we go about possessions. For those who are blessed, it's good. Money is good. But there's something better than money. And money can only drive us to that destination. And so first lesson we learn from this steward is introspection. Active introspection. Constantly remembering the whole purpose of why God has gifted you with a fat bank account and your 401k is so big. That's good. But what is the right place of money in your life? Second lesson we'll learn from this steward is the premium he places on relationships. He suddenly discovers that, you know, my master is about to fire me. And I'm going to make use of this tainted money to make lasting friendships. I'm going to make use of money to create friendships that last. And I think that is something very important. The role of friendships. Sometimes in life, you know, we can go, 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 and we forget things that matter. I often tell my students in class, hey, you, when was the last time you called your grandpa? Ah, I don't know. Hey, you, when was the last time you called your grandma? Oh, I don't know. 
And that's life. We're all go, go, go. I want to get a degree. I want to get a degree. It's me, 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 me. And we're all pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. And sometimes we don't have time for relationships that matter. We don't even have five minutes to pick up your phone, your cell phone, call your granny, call your grandma, maintain relationships, sustain relationships. Because there is more to life than career. There is more to life than possessions. There is more to life than success. Because all that will fade. But what lasts is the quality of relationships that we have in our lives. And so I think we'll learn something from this steward about relationships. About being intentional in nourishing the relationships in our lives. Relationships with family. Relationships with neighbors. Relationships with co-workers. With relationships with humanity as a whole. We can use money, you can use your gift to make the world a better place and bring smile to people in poverty and people who are suffering. One final thing we'll learn is the sense of detachment. How quickly this steward was ready to let go his own part of the deal. He was so willing to give up whatever commissions that were supposed to come to him. And I think that's something we can incorporate in our lives. The sense of detachment. Now, that can be hard sometimes. In fact, there's this philosophy called minimalism. And minimalism says, when I want to go out there and buy another chasuble, do I need five chasubles? That's the question I need to ask myself. Or I have a car, but I need a convertible. Do I really need two cars? Or I have a house in Mechanicsburg. I need one by the beach, you know, once in a while I go sit there. Is it really needed? And so sometimes minimalism is not about you not having the means, but asking, what does God really want of me to do with my money right now? I can afford it. But can you do much more than that? Sometimes I sit there, I want to go for dinner, and yes, I often do, maybe $100. That $100 feeds a family in Nigeria for one month. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to skip dinner this week, exotic dinner. And then from nowhere, call up some family. Hey, how are you? How's your mom? He's doing well. He's in the hospital. All right, $100. Here you go. And sometimes, and so detachment is really not about big things. It's about once in a while asking yourself and me asking myself, God has provided you the means. What more can you do with your material possessions? Can you deny yourself a little so that you can bring peace and succor to somebody, random person out there? So three things I think I want us to hold on to from our gospel this afternoon. Now, number one, we need to have an active introspection. Remain focused. Put money and possessions where they rightly belong. They are vehicles, not destinations. Number two, let's make the effort to sustain and nourish our relationships. We can sometimes get carried away with our careers and pursuing things about success 
and we forget things that truly matter in our life. Caring for the elderly, caring for the aged ones, making sure that we sustain our relationships with them. And finally, detachment. 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 Amen.